Hello, I'm Sammy Taylor, pastor of Mountain View Baptist Church. I want to thank you for viewing our worship service. We live in a troubled world filled with uncertainty. However, the Bible declares that peace in troubled times can be found in a personal relationship with the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. It's my prayer today that by faith in Christ alone, you'll experience peace with God and the peace of God. Now we invite you to join Mountain View Baptist Church in worship. Welcome to Mountain View this morning. I'm going to ask you to stand as we begin our worship service as we sing about our Savior this morning in glorious day, talking about Him coming to earth uh, for a sacrifice, for our sacrifice. And so let's, let's sing this morning. Let's worship in glorious day. You know this song. And so let's uplift our Lord. One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. Word became flesh and light shined among us, his glory revealed, living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sin far away, rising he justified freely forever, one day he's coming, oh glorious day, oh glorious day. One day they led him up Calvary's mountain. One day they nailed him to die on a tree. Suffering anguish, despised and rejected. Bearing our sins, my example is he. Hands that healed nations stretched out on a tree took the nails for me, living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sin far away, rising he justified freely forever, one day he's coming, oh glorious day, oh glorious day.
Thank you so much. You go ahead and be seated. That'll be fine. Our children's church are coming in here to meet with us for a little while this morning, and so we welcome all of them as they come in. I appreciate them sharing with us. They're going to take a seat on the floor, it looks like. That's great. Good. Let me go ahead and welcome everyone. Thank you for being here this morning. It looks good to see all of you, and thank you for, for coming and worshiping with us here at Mountain View Baptist Church and our Bible Fellowship. We had a good number present, and others have come in for worship, and so we greet all of you. And we welcome our children with us, and they're going to be here for just a moment. And, uh, but before we go any further, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have to come and worship you this morning. Thank you for a beautiful Lord's Day you've blessed us with. Thank you for this time of the year, Lord, where we focus, not only us, but the whole world's focusing on Christmas. Lord, as we celebrate your birth, we don't know exactly the day, but we celebrate your birth here December the 25th. And Lord, it's just a great buildup to it. And it, was, it is now, and it was back then, before you were born. And so help us to continue to pass on the excitement as a believer. And that you loved us so much, God, that you sent your son into this world. And Lord, he died on the cross for our sins. He was buried and rose again. And those who put faith and trust in him, their faith and trust in him and only him, will have an eternal home in heaven one day. So this is a time to celebrate our Savior's birth. Thank you again for each person here, for our guests that are with us. I pray they'll feel welcomed. And so, Father, we invoke your presence here today in this invocation. We pray we might sense your presence as we worship today. Help us to experience true worship and that it changes us when we leave. Thank you for what you're going to do today. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today I want to share another candle with you as we continue to celebrate what's known as Advent. This is four Sundays prior to Christmas when we celebrate the birth of Christ. This is called the Advent season or the week of Advent. The word Advent means coming. And a long, long, long time ago, the early Christians celebrate just like we do the birth of Jesus because they'd been promised that one day the Savior would be born. Jesus would be born. And it started out a long time ago. Remember by some guys who God spoke to, and, and he told them that a Savior would be born, and he even told them, and they began to tell others five, six hundred years before Jesus was born. So who were those guys? You, well, one before those, the very first one. Well, we're, let's go the very first group. You're, you're getting there. We're going to talk about all those. No wrong answers. What? Prophets. Prophet, the prophets, yeah. And, and one, one was named Micah. He was a prophet. And he began and others began to tell that Jesus was going to be born 600 years before he was born. That's a long time. And then all of a sudden, there was this uh, heavenly being that came to Mary and told her that she was going to have a baby. So who was that? That's an angel, right? Angels. So an angel told Mary, and then the angel told a, a group of what? Shepherds. Okay, shepherds. And then, you know what happened? After Mary 
and Joseph found out they were going to have a baby, they lived in a place called Nazareth. And they had to go to Bethlehem. You know why they had to go to Bethlehem? Because 500 years before that, God said he'd be, Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. And so what happened, God's working it all out. So this king passed a law that people had to go pay their taxes in the hometown they were born in. So Mary and Joseph had to go to Bethlehem. And so when they got to Bethlehem, they looked for a motel. They called it an inn back then. And, and they found an inn. They found a hotel, but, uh, but they didn't have any rooms. And there was an innkeeper got it on the place. And he said, I'll tell you what. I don't have any rooms, but I'll let you stay out in a stable. We'd call it a stable today, okay? And they took Jesus out there, and he was born in a trough, something you feed angels, I mean, feed animals in. <clears throat> feed animals in. We're covering a lot of stuff here. And it, was a, it looked something like this thing up here. You know, we think it does. It was just old trough he poured feed in. And so we want to turn this candle on, and this is called the innkeeper's, the innkeeper's candle right there. Okay, so here's the prophet. God told the prophet, Jesus is going to be born. Prophet told the angel. Angel, I mean, angels go and they tell Joseph, uh, the Mary. And Mary, she's so excited. And the angel goes from there and tells shepherds. And then they all head toward Bethlehem. Mary and Joseph leading the way. And when they get there, no room in the inn. And that's where a lot of people are today. They don't have room for Christ in their heart. And so the lesson in all of this is today's candle, we need to make room for Christ in our life and our heart. And I pray that you've done that, okay? Now there's a, there's a song the adults are going to sing called Silent Night. And we're going to be singing this while you're leaving. And we're going to celebrate. You're going to celebrate in children's church. I mean, it's gonna, a lot, lot going to be going on back there. And so we're going to dismiss you, and don't ask the adults to stand. We're going to sing Silent Night, okay? Let's sing together. <coughs> Silent night,
you may be seated. I'm going to ask uh, Jimmy Pierce if he'd come and lead our prayer at this time. I hope you'll pick up a prayer list as you uh, uh, leave worship this morning. Every name is important, and so if you would, please remember all the names. And remember to pray for our missionaries. Uh, our missionaries, uh, uh, this, this month, really, we're, we're remembering our missionaries through the week of prayer. Uh, for our uh, Lottie Moon Christmas offering, which we'll have our March to the Manger next week. Our goal is $400 for international missions. And so be praying for our missionaries. Some of you have been out sick. Some of you have been in the hospital, and you're back today. And so we're excited that you're feeling so much better. And so we need to remember each other when we pray. So pick up a prayer list, if you would, and uh, remember the names on our prayer list. And Jimmy's going to come lead our prayer at this time. Father, today it's such a blessing to be in your house, Lord, and to celebrate together the joy and the peace that comes through a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, that he came and you had a purpose and a plan for the whole world that would uh, place their faith in Christ as Savior and Lord. And we thank you for this time of the season. We ask now that you bless those that are in nursing homes and assisted living, those that are at home, uh, those that couldn't be here today, we pray that you just continue to be with them and bless them, comfort them, and uh, be with the caregivers, Lord, today. We pray for, Lord, the missionaries, those in hostile areas around the world that, Lord, they do without a lot of the necessities that uh, we, we have here and a lot of the pleasures that we have to go into different parts of the world and sacrifice and we just pray that you would allow them to know that we're praying for them and uh, financially that we would support them when the time comes lord we pray for the lottie moon offering coming up next week and we pray that you would uh, use us to financially support these ministries lord continue to be with us today we thank you for your plan and purpose for our lives and for the joy and peace that came through jesus christ in his name we pray amen Thank you, Brother Jimmy. Well, at this time, I want to introduce our choir director, Rachel Trapp, and also our sanctuary choir. They're going to be sharing our Christmas musical this morning. The title of that musical uh, is Down from Glory, or Down from His Glory. And so if you would be praying for our choirs they share this morning.
Down from his glory came the king, the one who would save his people from their sins. This is the season we celebrate his birth and what that means to all of us. Let the celebration begin. Let rejoicing break out. All hail King Jesus. Hallelujah simply means praise God. We praise him for the light ever shining from the stable in Bethlehem, the light that pierces brilliantly across every corner of the earth. And how do we know? Because Christmas is celebrated all around the world, people from every nation, every city, and every village will be joylessly singing the songs of Christmas, every music style, Every possible instrument will herald the news that Jesus Christ is born. From the bagpipes of Scotland to the djembe of West Africa, from the sitar of Calcutta to the steel drums of Jamaica.
The little fingers and hands of the newborn child were the hands of God reaching out to each of our hearts. Beyond our ability to even comprehend, the Creator is now a part of creation. He who is larger than all the galaxies and beyond, now housed in a limited to a human body. He emptied himself of his glory and journeyed from eternity to Bethlehem. There is no way for us to imagine what that must have been like. Messiah has come. Jesus, our Savior, the Son of the Highest, fully God yet fully man, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Invisible One became the Revealed One because He was the Promised One, and He is living, saving One. He comes from heaven with salvation for all who will believe. By a lonely end, God became a man as just a child With this holy babe Heaven made a way to bring us life Oh, the Father of glory revealed his Son The Savior among us, the Chosen One Heaven rejoices, the angels sing as earth receives her newborn king the word of life has become a babe from highest heaven he comes to save from highest heaven he comes to This humble birth, God declared the worth of every man. Born to live and die, raised to reign on high, redemption's plan. 
Oh, the Father of glory revealed His Son, the Savior among us, the Chosen One. Heaven rejoices, the angels sing, as earth receives her newborn King. The Word of life has become a babe, from highest heaven He comes to save. From highest heaven he comes to save. As earth receives her newborn King, the word of life has become a babe. From highest heaven He comes to stay. From highest heaven He comes to stay. all join the rejoicing. Sing along with us.
The wonderful carols of Christmas, they are so endearing. These familiar melodies from distant worlds somehow connect us together and cause our minds to flood with all kinds of memories and feelings. When we live in a world of ever-changing trends and passing fads, why would the first few notes of a little ancient carol from Germany or England or France warm our hearts and cause us to smile inside as the melody lingers? Many of us have never given any thought to how old our most beloved Christmas carols really are. Songs have been sung about the wondrous birth of Jesus for hundreds of years. Can you think back of any other person in all of history who has been immortalized, esteemed, and revered through so much music? We have found songs regarding the birth of Jesus Christ that date back to the fourth century. I invite you to step back in time to a small country church in France. The year is 1760, and as you sit with your family on a wintry Christmas Eve, you just might hear something like this. Christmas, the best-known and best-loved time of the year, when family and friends get together to reminisce of days gone by, to laugh, to love, to eat, to give gifts to one another, and maybe attend a Christmas performance or a candlelight service. For those of us who have grown up in church, have watched the reenactments 
of the Christmas story changed quite a bit over the years. We've gone from homemade costumes and props to wonderfully built sets and historically accurate clothing. Do you remember when you were a kid, you raided your dad's closet for a striped bathrobe so you could play a shepherd and you put a six foot robe on your four foot body? Remember wearing a paper crown covered in glitter to play one of the wise men? Or how even the most active, giggly little girls seem to have a calmness about them as they poke their heads through the cutout holes of their mother's white sheets and stuck a coat hanger down their backs trimmed in silver or gold tinsel for their lopsided halos and borrowing someone's baby doll to represent Jesus. But everyone young and old in the room seemed to know who that makeshift manger really held and what truly mattered. That 2,000 years ago, heaven came to earth. Deity put on the robe of humanity. May the story of the birth of Jesus never become so familiar that it no longer moves us or amazes us. On a night emblazoned by a magnificent star, a child was born like no child ever before, or since, or even will be again. The birth of Jesus Christ is the single most important event in the history of the world. It is the crucial point of humanity for all history up until that time moves toward it and all history since that time moves away from it, making his arrival the very crossroads of time. And the world acknowledges this, for it sets its calendar by his birth. Christ coming down from his glory changed everything. All the kings of the earth, all the great and powerful leaders put together have not affected the world like this child named Jesus. And mankind knows that he came. In fact, they're busy right now celebrating it. They know the name of the one who was born on Christmas Day, and they know where he was born. They even know the approximate time when it all took place. Most of them can even tell you about the various characters in the Christmas story. Although millions of people who know when, where, and what took place, the vast majority of them still miss the meaning of Christmas. The real story of Christmas is why he came, why Bethlehem, why a manger, why shepherds, why wise men, why would God become a man? Why would a king leave his throne and his crown to come to earth as a stranger? Oh, and why would he leave the safety of heaven in exchange for all earthly danger.
and you Amen. Thank you, and be seated. I tell you, great job, choir. Fantastic job. You know, we hear the story in a lot of ways. We'll read it. Today we sang it. And so I appreciate the choir so much. Appreciate Rachel. Appreciate all those in the choir. And then Kenny over there did a great job narrating. And it's all about... Amen. It's all about the one that came down from glory. You know, just think, Jesus was in heaven and he comes to earth. The promise was that God would be with us. God, Emmanuel, God with us. And he came to earth. And he didn't have a place to lay his head when he came. And even with his disciples, Matthew told us, Jesus said that birds have a nest to lay their head. Foxes have dens to lay their head. And Jesus said, he said, but the Son of Man has, has nowhere to lay his head. It was that way when he came, and it was that way before he ascended into heaven. Came in a very humble way. Speaks a lot to us about all the things we'd want and we'd like to have, but yet we have to be reminded from time to time that our Savior was so humble, he had no place when he was born to lay his head except in that manger. And when he was in his ministry, had no place to lay his head except those who offered him a bed. Humble. Came from glory, down from glory. Now, he just didn't come down and go back up. He came for a purpose. And that was found at the end of his ministry, there at the cross. Just didn't make a trip down and go back up. But he came because we needed something that we couldn't get anywhere else. And that was salvation. And that's why the angel said, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I don't know what you have, but I only know one thing that you need in life. And if you live and die without it, you've missed life altogether. And that's a Savior. And the Savior can only be found in one. And that's the Lord Jesus. Can't be found in yourself. You're not that good, believe me. I'm not that good. But it can only be found in him. And that's why Jesus, that's why Jesus said, unless your righteousness surpassed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, they're pretty righteous. He says, unless your righteousness surpasses the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, there's no way you're going to go to heaven. No, they were real righteous. They were the most righteous one as far as religious groups. But our righteousness is not found in ourselves because when we accept Jesus Christ, he clothes us with his righteousness. That's the only way we'll make it because ours are what? Filthy rags. And so if you die without his righteousness, you're going to miss heaven altogether. And so the way you receive his righteousness is by receiving him. And what he does, he takes your sin, he took your sin on the cross, he died for your sin, and when you receive him, he gives you his righteousness. That's how it works. And without that righteousness, you're going to miss heaven altogether. He came down for glory, from glory, that we might go up to glory. Are you going? Are you going? You know, I pray today you've trusted Jesus Christ and Him only for your salvation. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that right now. Let's stand together. I'm going to ask. Well, again, I want to thank you for viewing our worship service. If you'd like to know how you could come to know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, please feel free to contact our church at the address listed. We also encourage you to visit our website. Thank you, and may God bless you.